Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. As you know, well, number one, we're thrilled to be back. And number two, in this podcast, what we love to do every episode is take big, giant, juicy, meaty topics and break them down into tiny little bite-sized chunks, all in an effort to help ourselves and hopefully some of you through the process of change. We're obsessed. We talk about it all the time. And the thing we've been talking about, one of the things we've been talking about the most lately is dun-dun-dun, return to office. Sometimes when people are being fancy, future of work. That makes it sound so Jetsons-y. It makes it sound so super fancy. But either way, it's this big change that all of us have probably been going through these last few months of what it's like to go from a work from home all the time situation. Uh, And again, for those who had the luxury of working from home through the pandemic, uh, now dragging ourselves back to the office and what's that like and what are we learning and how are we feeling and all the things. Rod, Mm -hmm. my friend, what do you want to add into the mix? I bet you've done some research. (laughs) Yes, we have done my (laughs) in-depth detailed research. But uh, I love that, you know, the Jetsons theme that you're so right. The future of work, it should have like the, the graphic design da-da, of the da-da, Jetsons. Da-da. <laughs> <laughs> there needs a, I need, I'm hearing a theme song. Yes. I, I think that this future, this topic is a really great segue from our discussion last week, which was like, how do you get back into something which we used to yes. did before and you're like totally out of the routine and nothing yes. is organized around it. This is, which is kind of the experience as we're like, oh, we got to go to the office. I don't even know where my pants, pants are. are. Let alone. <laughs> <laughs> I have to remember every day to look at the back of my head, like the days I go into the office, because I have no idea what the back of my head looks like, what my hair looks like. Like, I don't know. I don't look back there. Yeah. Oh now gosh, I have to look at yeah. the back of my head. <laughs> these are, yeah, these are real problems. Real problems. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that um, you're right to define it. Like we are uh, this because this is our experience and uh, in a where we, we were able to through the pandemic uh, work from home. And in most cases in the same way that as we did before. And, and uh, you know, a lot of phone calls and conference calls yeah. and video calls. And we did that for a couple of years. And now that um uh, I guess we're moving out of the pandemic into this endemic for COVID, and which means back to in-person interactions and back to the office, but not in the same way that it was before. Right. Like I, so before I was, I was like a five day a week in the office. I couldn't work from home. Just my same, same. setup was not, I didn't want to do it. And I was a real curmudgeon with anybody who worked from home. Right? <laughs> yeah, are they really working? And I've, I mean, I've completely shifted my mentality around uh, the fact that you can work without somebody, you know, your manager doesn't have to be looking at you typing away and making sure you're not on your phone, you know, on Facebook or whatever. But um, but so now we're coming back uh, and then there's a re- there's a real push to um, I, th- I know I've talked to many friends and all the places that they work at. It's the same dialogue there's a desire for like from a company perspective for yeah. people to come back and but it's it's some hybrid mix of a couple days in the office yeah. the rest at home and it's a big shift and there's a lot of i think would you say for the most part people are 
pretending to be like, hey, I just liked working from home. Can't I just still do that? I think most of the people in my life are in the hybrid mindset, like coming in a couple days a week. Um, I, like I, I think people, the the folks I'm talking to, like are enjoying the social interaction for a couple days a week. Um, yeah. But but want the flexibility in the when and the how of that happening. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I do know some folks who are like, nope, let me stay at home. I like it. I am much more productive. And I think we should define productivity at some point in this conversation as well, Rod, because yeah. I found yes. I had to redefine it for myself yes. as a part of this return to office and like what a great day looks like. I had to completely redefine it for myself. But the mm-hmm. majority of folks I talk to like being in a couple days for the social aspect Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I do have a, have a few who are like, nope, 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 nope. I am happy mm-hmm. to be at home forever. Yeah. What about you? What's your world like? I, yeah, I think for, it's more on the side of just like, hey, we just like working from home, you know, yeah. the logistics of it all and the, and, 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 and because COVID hasn't gone away and, and anytime anybody gets it, it's still a little bit of like, oh, shit, I, you know, didn't. I didn't want to get it. And yeah. there's an element of worry about, is it going to be really bad for yourself? But also, will you pass it on to any of your family members? Yeah. So there's yeah. that, that still exists. Um, for me personally, there's an element, like, uh, in, I, I've enjoyed the couple times a week going into the office because it changes things up. So it's, yes, I can't even say, and I mean, in my case, I don't, I have the odd time I've arranged a coffee or a lunch or something. So it's not actually for the social interaction, which I would enjoy. I just, it's more just, uh, having some variety in the week. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've seen a great value in that. I, uh, I had on, on Thursday, I picked up a bottle on the, uh, on, uh, that was on a desk. We're obviously all big, like open concept space or whatever. And, um, yeah. it was correction fluid. And I asked this person on my team, I'm like, what do you call this? And she's like, whiteout. And I'm like, it's liquid paper. And we had this 30 minute and I thought we were going to pee our pants. Like we were laughing so it's, hard it's whiteout. about yeah. liquid paper versus whiteout. And then we kept calling people in to help break the tie and like everyone was saying white out and then I was pretending to get really mad and we were it was like I have not laughed that hard at a in a work situation in so long and it's over yeah. something so goofy and so yeah. those things like those that you can't like you can laugh online like you can laugh because yeah, someone's got yeah. something crazy going on in the background and all you know someone's whatever shows up in the background and you're like ah whatever happens and yeah. um but there's just something goofy that i it's just such a fun like people were coming from over different places on the floor saying what are you what is going on over here what kind of fun are you people having <laughs> it was like thursday afternoon at around four o'clock and you know we were just yeah. we were just that had all of us had a case of the sillies and it was so much fun so that part of being back i yeah. really really like i like yeah. I, I i like that part of it but i don't think i'm i had to i i, I started out when we did return to office saying I I don't feel I'm as productive. Like I just, I don't, I don't get as much done in a day. And a really good friend of mine said to me, uh, who's one of those friends that like helps hold you, like helps keep you accountable. Doesn't just let you get away with stuff. Right. She said, "Um, maybe you just need to redefine productivity. 
Dun, dun, yeah. dun. I had that so inner okay. moment of like, whoa, maybe I do yeah. need to redefine productivity. Yeah. You know, maybe it is a, like now is the time to rethink what we mean by that. Yeah. So let, let me segue into something I was in my in-depth research. They actually talked a little bit about this. And so productivity is like the economist. If there's economist here, they would say like, okay, how many people does it take to build 10, you know, make 10 widgets of, I don't And for us, it's even more ambiguous, like two right. presentations. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so if <coughs> the typical way is if you can have fewer people build the same two presentations, you're becoming more product productive. Right. But there's, but I think most people would say that that's efficiency. And then Ooh. there's effectiveness. Were those two presentations really good? Like how right. good was the, the, the stuff? Right. Um, and because we're not making like a widget to me, I always think of it like as a bolt. Like, yes, yes. You know, you can make a bolt and it's it can meet a quality standard and everybody can be clear about that and move on the work often that we do is much more difficult to define like what strong quality is so that the effectiveness is really important the a third thing that article i read was talking about was including engagement as a measure in there and 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 then they 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 start to say like, well, engagement is being shown to uh, have a positive influence or uh, to improve the, the effectiveness of the work and efficiency. So, um, but it, I think what it's trying to say is like, when we think of productivity, think of these numbers, math measures, like what the economist would care about. Then also think about how the people are experiencing the work. And it's like the, the quality of the experience as well as the quality of the output. So there's been a missing E this whole time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It is a third. There's been a, like this whole time e. in our whole lives. There's been a missing E. Yes. <gasps> and I, I mean, I, I missed the E. Yeah. I missed the E. I think I like, I, I don't think I knew that, uh, how much I missed the, that other E. Yeah. And like, I, so as I was reading it, I was like, I'm like, well, so then my little, you know, whatever critique i'm like well you know it, is it good to have another measure that is kind of just trying to measure the same thing like engagement is it if you have more engagement you're going to get more efficiency and it's like eh. but then there's an angle to it i thought it's like well actually the engagement measure is good because it it relates to the from like this potential of continuing to do good and effective work in the future. Yeah. Like it's, I always think of the, we, we can push each other so hard to get a piece of work done, but then we're burnt out and like, we can't yeah. do the next thing. So it's the sustainability of how efficient you can be and how effective you can be. I think is that other engagement one as well. Well, and I think there's a, like there's an, and maybe this is obvious, but I think it's that relationship part, right? It's the, it's the, when I have that, that crazy set of giggles over liquid paper versus whiteout, mm -hmm. you have this connection with a person that, like I started calling the person I started the argument with every time I said her name, I just kept calling her liquid paper. It's like, yeah, sure. Okay. Liquid paper. Okay. Liquid paper. And these are like, so I, I, I do think, but I don't want to take, this is where I have such a, I, I mean, I have this dual set of beliefs in my head right now about all of this, Rod, if I'm yeah. totally honest with you, because I also feel like 
through the pandemic, we learned like my cats show up on screen now in meetings yeah. and people know my cats. Like there there has been a, a deeper level of connection because we've been in each other's homes yeah. through the pandemic that I don't think we can. Um, no, it's true. That I don't think we can, that we want to belittle or like, you know, sort of poo-poo that that ever happened. Yeah. Because there is something magical about meeting people's kids and their pets and, you know, seeing what people have in their background. And, yeah. you know, it's just, it's, there's, there is something about that that is um, yeah. quite lovely. And I don't want to lose that either. And maybe that's why hybrid is the... I mean, is the way that I think most organizations are going. Um, yeah, I, because hopefully it gives us the best of both worlds. You know. Yes, I, I totally agree. Like, actually, there's something. Well, the story, you know, how this will play out is not written yet. So, but if I, I you know, I could see potential for this to being a really good combination of just what you were saying. It's it's allowing us to get to know each other. In a in a non work way, in a better to yeah. to advance that because it it speaks to there's this part of um, engagement which is the importance of friendships at yeah. work and so Gallup you may have heard uh, Gallup polls the company Gallup who surveys they got into employee engagement surveys and one of their questions that they ask is do you have a best friend at work which is which is very bold. It's the kind of question. I know I do. I know I do. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. I was dorking out for one minute there, Rod. <laughs> and obviously thinking, thinking, thinking about you uh, in case that wasn't obvious. Me too. No, me too. I like it's, it's our kind of friendship at work, which is, and this, yeah. and this is why you can connect and why it's an important engagement question. Because if you answer, the more likely you're going to answer yes to that, the more likely you're going to feel more connected to the workplace, want to go into the office to see yeah. it's those people that you want to see. It's those people that you can go to, to help through difficult times. Um, more likely to want to stay with the, the company because of the friendships you have. So, um, uh, how, how would you, if we're talking now, this is like, it's not just about getting people back to the office and this talk about like, science you know using science to design a future of workplace you would want to design opportunities for people to build friendships and connections and old people like us no sorry not you old people like me hey, uh, yeah exactly right would think, careful would think settle down but i my default <laughs> honestly the, i thought about this before our podcast and up to the moment that we chatted this morning my, I was going to say, I was going to push, well, that's why we need to come back into the office is to build those friendships. But that's because I'm like old school. I don't, you know. No, as am I, like as am I, but I think there's a whole generation of people out there who form incredible, especially like who form incredible friendships, uh, especially people who are into gaming and things like that. I mean, yeah. they have friends all around the world that they may potentially never meet in real life and that that is okay. And so I, I don't know, like I, I still value having in-person friendships. Yeah. I am not the kind of person that I need to see my good friends every single week. I'm not that person at all. Mm -hmm. Um, but I like knowing that I can, mm -hmm. you know, like I, I like knowing that there is a chance if you and I happen to be in on the same day and I say, hey, listen, I need like 10 minutes. 
I just need a sanity check. Can you meet me in the underground? Like yeah. that is a powerful, that's a powerful thing. And I did yeah. that for someone last week. They were freaking out about something and they texted me and I'm like, are you downtown right now? Yes. Okay. Let's meet. And it was yeah. 15 minutes and it was so good because it just allowed us to, you know, get into, you know, be in each other's space and feel that calming energy and be reminded that everything's going to be fine and all those things. They're like, to me, having that in person really does matter. But I know that that is not true mm -hmm. for everybody. And I think that's one of my worries with this, Rod, is that we might be making broad brushstroke decisions mm -hmm. that are, that don't work for every person, mm -hmm. whether that's because of their lifestyle, you know, maybe they have young kids or elderly parents or a, a sick friend mm -hmm. or whatever that they have, you know, uh, many multiple priorities in their lives. Or, you know, maybe they're just they're, they are perfectly happy um, being at home and feel safer from a health perspective, whatever mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. um, my fear with unilateral decisions right now is that we might be um, painting everybody with the same brush yes. versus treating people as individuals, which I think is the, I mean, that's the hallmark of change management, yeah. right? Is like, you've got to think about the individual when it gets down to it. Yeah. There's that whole saying that Prosci always said, right? Organizations don't change, people do. Mm -hmm. And so like, how are we going to do this down to the individual level? Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's true. And then can I, just because we love talking about the difficult balances in life, is mm -hmm. then there then there's just those moments where if you if you left something to me uh and i would just not do that it's like just for the inertia it's like this whole like how do you get into doing yep. a good behavior you sometimes you just need clear direction just go do it. <laughs> like yeah you need to do this you know like as i'm eating chips you know like i, I don't think it's a good idea that i'm eating so many chips that it's salty like, I need somebody to be like, which is usually drink some wife, water. Stop <laughs> that now and taking it from me. He's like, no, take the chips from me. I want to get it. I need the ah. chips. But I of course, need them. right. It, it, so cut it out. You're making me crave <laughs> chips. Get out of here. <laughs> so there's this balance, though, like the of, you know, yeah, like we do need to I everything you said, 100 percent. People are going to have different preferences. They're going to make connections in different ways. To, you know, to think that in a someone's going to def figure out like everyone should be back in the office to do these things to have these experiences in this way because you know I you know this is the way this is the way balance that to the if we just ask everybody what they want and leave it to self like they they may just all you know we may just all choose to work from home. But we needed that push to get over a bar to to achieve something different and greater. Like some people, we do totally. need those pushes sometimes. Out, we do, we do. And like zone. in in my life, I've had it where like you know what what prompts me. Like when I think I've talked about before on this podcast that at the beginning of the of the um, at the beginning of the pandemic, I put on thirty pounds without even blinking, without even thinking. Like it just like happened in six months. And I stepped on a scale and it was only when I stepped on the, or my, I might've seen myself in a video. Either way, something happened. Either visually I saw myself or I saw the number on the scale and I went, oh my God, <laughs> like what have I done? What have I allowed to happen? And that is what kicked started me into like, you know, starting better eating and swimming and all the things. Yeah. So I agree with you. I think every now and again, we need uh, a gentle but firm 
to make us yeah. realize that, uh, you know, behavior change is needed. And so yeah. maybe things did need to be mandated at first, you know, yeah. to, because to, I think we were all of us. I mean, I would have happily been in leggings the rest of my working life. <laughs> like I could have happily worked wearing leggings to the rest of my life, you know, um, yeah. and cozy sweaters now that we're in fall and it's sweater season. I love sweater mm. season. Um but I, you know, I, I, I'm, and, but now I think we're at a place where it needs to be, I think, true hybrid where people feel like there is some choice yeah. in it, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 And that, that path getting to that future of work. What's the theme song? Dun, dun, dun. I gotta, dun, I gotta dun, pick. Dun, dun. No, I know. I don't think is I'm it? doing the that's right from, one. No, that's from, uh, yeah, that's something else. Okay. Oh, that. That, isn't that from a my definition is yes. that like and it's it's like Monty anyway. Hall anyway it's from 70s it's from a 70s TV <clears throat> show which right. tells you I'm an old lady too I, it, <laughs> Monty Hall was the uh, the game show host but I can't remember what the game show was let's make a deal oh yeah that, I think that's where it's from was it that one or was it the my definition I don't know there's that's also a song. a song that used that yes, oh, curses oh either gosh. way We're fumbling through this this is the research <laughs> we didn't way. do this is the spontaneous part. <laughs> this is live research, live yeah, research yeah. from our brains. So. But um, <laughs> so in the future, uh, like this is, I think, one of the really important things that when we're, we're like we're talking about change to move to a future spot, which we don't know the right answer of what the exact yeah. design should be. But yeah. um, the opportunity is there to to change to something better because like the, you know, another thing that I came across quite easily in like researching, you know, this, this topic is the open office concept five days a week, which we all did way before, you know, before the pandemic, which is essentially by default, what people were kind of coming back to. There is a little bit of variation, but essentially it's like coming back to the same office but the open office office concept, any research on it was like, actually, it wasn't that great. It reduced, I mean, the selling points was, oh, it's going to be more communication, no closed doors, pe- like spontaneous interactions. But for many, it actually reduced the amount of freedom communications because you're ver- always conscious of your neighbors. You don't want to be too loud for them, but you don't also yes. want them to hear, you know, when you have that let me tell you the truthful, my truthful opinion. You don't want these people around you to hear it. Yep. So the coming back to uh, what we had before in the open office and all that stuff is this is the other change that, uh, you know, is the opportunity here is, is, is the future of work, air quote, theme song, needs to design <laughs> through that. Like, I, I don't, I'm not saying build offices, you know, whatever, closed door offices back again. But it's just like, it's not just about doing what we did before to get us physically in the office. It's, I think it should be about how to be most efficient, effective, and engaged in the office. There was a, I saw a floor plan once for an office that I thought was the coolest thing because it had like a, um, a quiet zone where you could go and the idea was no one would talk like there would be no noise and you couldn't like no one was playing loud enough music in yeah. their headphones that you could hear it. 
And I think if you're going to have open offices, which I think most organizations are, they have to be designed in that way where people can go and do heads down work. So that's the biggest, the biggest, like, this won't work for me that I've heard from people that I know is, I don't know how I'm going to get work done in a noisy environment. Like at home, it's so quiet. I can focus. I don't, you know, there's nothing to distract me. Yeah. Um, so making sure that those spaces exist is really important. And the, the collaboration spaces are easy. Those are meeting rooms. That's your lunch room. Mm. Like that's, that's, that's easy enough to do, but making sure that there's, that there are places that people can go and safely do heads down work, I think is the magic. Mm-hmm. It's true. And, and, I'm- and, and, and cause I don't think open spaces are going away anytime soon, my humble opinion. No. And so how do we make them work best yeah. for people? I think has to be the, has to be the question, yeah. right? Yeah, totally. Because, you know, the, the, the heads down work is it gets to the, we talked about it before, is flow. Flow is actually yes. the state that happiness comes out of these moments of when we can get so in, engaged into something that we find this flow. It's not 24 hours a day. It's a period of time and you leave it and you're like, this is great. And like, so, it, yeah, you're totally right. That's the design of how the workplaces needs to promote yep. that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if we don't like, I sit beside someone right now who's a mumbler and I don't know if they're mumbling at me. <laughs> like they, like they're just ran- And then every now and again, there'll be a mumble that I think is at me. And so I'm in the middle of doing something and my flow is completely disrupted because I hear the mumble. And so all I can think about is, am I supposed to respond to that? Is that just like, is, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And so I think that like, I think there is a, there's a lot of work that has to be done. One thing I, one thing I do think that's cool out of all of this is all of the consent work that's been going on in people's personal lives, I think comes in to reality at work now. Cause mm-hmm. I think there's uh, a consent culture around, is it okay if like, are you a hugger? Like I will, I will, if I know someone's coming into the office for the first time, I will text them beforehand and say like, listen, you know, I'm a hugger are you, is it okay? Cause I don't want to hug you and make you feel uncomfortable and I won't even approach it. And so I think that whole thing around consent is a really valuable thing to bring to the office space of not just assuming that people, you know, and, yeah. and I have people now who will ping and say, do you have a minute? Do you have mind share for this? Do you, right. And I think before we would just like burst into someone's space and start talking to them. Yeah. Um, so I think if we can bring that consciously bring that consent culture in, I think then yeah. that's another thing for us to think about yeah. as a working in the open spaces in which we find ourselves. It's so true. Sorry, I'm laughing so mm-hmm. hard because one, I think I'm a mumbler. I'm thinking I'm like I could be that person beside. <laughs> I, I know it. I so so this comes from. I think I, I did this before because <laughs> Karen would I would be talking to myself and she's like what. What's that you're saying? Are you talking? I'm like, no, I'm just talking to myself. Or what happens now, because <laughs> we, we have pets, I talk, I have ongoing conversations with the pets. And I'm... Obviously. And I, I see myself as I'm taking the dogs for a walk. I do this on the street, too. So, <laughs> people, they're like, what the fuck? I, I hope they think it's funny. What is he doing? I hope they think it's funny that this guy's having this, like, you know, conversation with his pets. And the pets are talking back. Because I, I put voice to the pets you know obviously who doesn't do that (laughs) and then the i my second laugh is the hug i am total okay side sidebar vignette 
what advice do you give to somebody like me is that I so awkward with hugging. I don't, I don't mind the, like, it's not like I, I knew somebody who did not want to physically touch some other people for hugging, but I, I'm like, I don't want to initiate the hug because I'm so, it's like self-conscious of like, especially then if it's don't a female, initiate it. It, it, they don't want it. If it's not like, so another yeah, woman might want to hug I think a woman, for a guy, but, it's like, yeah, hug, I think for a guy, it's more, it is more complicated for you for sure. And so I would say don't ever initiate and wait for, unless it's someone, you know, like me, who's like a stage five hugger, like yeah. where I, like I'm a 10 Mississippi minimum hugger. Um, <laughs> Uh, like then you know for sure that you can so it's know the person and if you if you really want to hug them I mean you know there's the whole like holding your arms open like is this but then you don't know if someone is just going to do it because they feel like they have to so you can be as nerdy as me and ask ahead of time if you're seeing someone that you know you're excited about seeing and you know that a hug is likely going to happen yeah you can ask beforehand you can ping where are you I just ask like where are you on the hugging spectrum are you like in the (laughs) are you pro hug right now does it still freak you out like tell me honestly um i do that all the time and i think people appreciate it Mm -hmm. i think people appreciate it yeah but don't feel like you have to also like i like genuinely don't feel like you have to and i say that not just to you but to all the people out there who may not still feel not comfortable hugging if you don't don't do it yeah because all of those social mores everything has changed yeah. Everything has yeah, changed. Yeah. And let's use this like let's use this break as an opportunity to make real change in that regard. Yeah. That if it freaks you out, if you don't like touch, if if you know for all the reasons, if you don't like it, then Yeah. you don't you don't have to participate in it. Yeah. And you can just say I'm not okay with it. You can just say, "Oh, you know, I'd rather fist what are the what do the kids do fist pumping i don't know what happens yeah, yeah. where they touch fists or whatever i don't fist know bump. what that is Come that on. feels very sporty and straight to me i don't understand it but you know <clears throat> like there's so there's just there's I, I i think again like there are some benefits to the break we've had from being in the office yeah. but it, we have to consciously hold on to those things that we've learned yeah. and not let that learning go by the wayside you know yes Totally. I feel like you and I have like we have multiple episodes yeah, coming. I think, I think the so. future of work because like, this feels like a long episode, and I and I, and I feel like we could just keep talking yeah. about it. So maybe we should pause here with everything we've talked about and got all our initial thoughts out, and then keep coming back to it because I feel like this is this is a a meaty topic, and many of the people we know are going to be working through this yeah. one way or another yeah. uh, over the next little while. I agree. I'd like to. One of the things we could we could like map out like a do's and don'ts. I'm trying to think of what were the the lessons, oh. not elocu- elocution. What would you know like how to behave at dinner table or in a fancy restaurant? Oh, like, like uh, oh, um, yeah, like a like el- el- um, etiquette lessons. Yeah, etiquette. So etiquette. So we could, we can map out like the things, norms of behaviors that will promote. <laughs> this future of I'm work. gonna fall asleep if we call it that so we have to call it something different but yes i am notionally on side how to find flow I'm and notionally then like how to find flow, at, oh, how to find flow that i'm yeah. down with how to find flow in the hybrid model let's do yeah. that let's do that next time okay. awesome this is fun. it's so fun to be back and talking to you again rod yes me too likewise it is a lot of fun thanks for listening everybody thanks bye Bye.